and welcome to another episode of Wealth Planning Illuminated. I am your host, Teresa Marks, a Senior Wealth Strategist at CIBC Private Wealth in the U.S. I am joined today by my colleague, Beth Mayfield, also a Senior Wealth Strategist at CIBC Private Wealth. In today's episode, Beth and I will discuss lifetime gift planning with real estate. And we'll look at a few key strategies that may help you transfer real estate in a tax-efficient manner. This is part three in our four-part series focusing on lifetime gift planning. Okay, let's get started. With our increased exemptions currently, a lot of clients are looking to make lifetime gifts to children and grandchildren. And a lot of them are planning with real estate because it might be something, you know, a piece of real estate that they want to keep in the family or that's important to them, or maybe it's a highly appreciated asset. So are there some unique or, you know, kind of strategies that are geared towards real estate or work more effectively with real estate? There's several strategies that you can use with real estate. And probably the one that we commonly see is called a qualified personal residence trust, also known as a cupert. <laughs> um, and with a cupert, you can you can significantly reduce the taxes on the transfer of property. Basically, the, the grantor would transfer the the real estate into a trust and would retain the right to to live in the the residents. For, so even though they're giving it away, they don't have to actually move out. Correct. They can stay in their house, but they transfer the property. And the beauty of that is, is they get to stay in the house. They get to stay in the property for a certain number of years. But at the end of the term, the the property you know is transferred to the beneficiaries and any appreciation in the property then goes to the beneficiaries, the trust and there are no additional transfer taxes on that. So, so what is you know what is the transfer tax implication? So when they transfer it to a QPART and they retain that right, how do, how do we value the gift? You would look at the value of the property that you're transferring into the trust, but then that the grantor's retained interest, it's given a value and it's subtracted from the value of the property. So you don't if you're value you know if you're transferring a house that will say it's worth a million dollars, it's not going to be a transfer of a million dollars because it's just a fraction of that. So that's where the benefit of the keeper comes in is you're getting a gift at a lower a lower cost, mm-hmm. a lower tax cost mm-hmm. for the gift, but yet you're still getting to live in the house. So it can be a win-win. And then if the house appreciates over time, all that appreciation goes to the beneficiaries without additional estate tax. And is there another option or any other options, you know, what, you know, especially with our lifetime gift exemptions being so high that maybe you don't, you know, that you can give away the property completely? Yeah, I mean, you could, you could actually put the property into a trust and you could lease it back. That's also very common. And a lot of a lot of taxpayers they really like that option. Um, the you know the lease back the the rent that the the grantor the that pays is they could use the beneficiary can use it to basically pay and cover the carrying costs of the property. But once again, you are getting the property out of your estate, so any additional appreciation would would be gone, and you don't have to give up the right to use the property. That's right; you can yeah. still stay yeah. in your house. Yeah. Well, and unlike a QPERT, a, a gift with a lease back, you could even use for a commercial building. Or any other type of real estate. Absolutely. There, there are more options with the gift with leaseback, different mm-hmm. types of property. Mm-hmm. You see more often with those than you do a keeper. Keeper, typically you see a residence. And what about the income tax consequences to the grantor paying rent for the use of the, the property? Well, there would be income tax consequences for the rent payments as rental income. But if the trust is structured as a grantor trust, that would take away those income tax consequences. And that's an added benefit to this, this strategy. What if our clients are looking to make a charitable gift? 
And, you know, a lot of times, you know, if it's not a piece of property that they want to keep in the, the family or it's an appreciated asset, they'll think about a charitable gift. What are some considerations when giving real estate to charity? Real estate can be a great way for clients to achieve their philanthropic goals, and especially with real estate that's highly appreciated. Because basically, if you're when you're donating appreciated property to a charity, you get to deduct the charitable deduction, the full fair market value versus selling that property yourself and then having to pay capital gains tax on it and only being able to deduct sort of that that net benefit there. So that can be a huge benefit. And then when the charity goes to sell the real estate, there is no capital gains tax paid by them. So it's really a win-win for you from a charitable deduction standpoint, because you get the higher charitable deduction. And then the charity, because they're going to get, you know, a a higher valued asset. Mm -hmm. But you do have to be careful when you're when you're thinking about making a charitable contribution with real estate, because not all charities take real estate. So that's just something to consider when you're when you're making the selection and you're considering that. What about a donor advice fund? Do donor advice funds often take Yes, that is a great option, especially if you're looking at charities that, you know, maybe wouldn't. Instead, you could donate a real estate to a donor advice fund and then use that donor advice fund to to make donations to charities of your choice over the course of several years. So there are a lot of options with real estate. There are. There are, there are a lot of options. And, you know, and once again, it's really just so specific for the client and their family. Mm-hmm. A lot of it will depend on the type of real estate it is, um, whether or not they want you know, to pay rent, mm-hmm. whether or not the real estate's appreciated. So there, there's so many options to consider here. And and right now, I think when we are also in a, you know, for, for many people, the income tax consequences are also something to consider Absolutely. with real estate. Mm-hmm. You've also got to remember when you, when you do gift real estate, you are getting that carryover basis. Mm-hmm. So you really have to weigh the benefit from an estate tax standpoint of getting that real, real estate and any future appreciation out of your estate versus having the beneficiary take the, the, you know, the carryover basis mm-hmm. versus getting a stepped-up basis at death. That's just another consideration. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Wealth Planning Illuminated. We hope you found this topic interesting and that you will continue to explore the variety of wealth planning topics available to you on this channel. Thank you and have a great day. CIBC Private Wealth Management includes CIBC National Trust Company, CIBC Delaware Trust Company, CIBC Private Wealth Advisors Incorporated, all of which are wholly owned subsidiaries of CIBC Private Wealth Group LLC and the private banking division of CIBC Bank USA. All of these entities are wholly owned subsidiaries of Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce. This document is intended for informational purposes only, and the material presented should not be construed as an offer or recommendation to buy or sell any security. Concepts expressed are current as of the date of this publication only and may change without notice. Such concepts are the opinions of our investment professionals, many of whom are chartered financial analyst charter holders or certified financial planner professionals. Certified Financial Planner Board of Standards Incorporated owns the certification marks CFP and Certified Financial Planner in the U.S. There is no guarantee that these views will come to pass. Past performance does not guarantee future comparable results. The tax information contained herein is general and for informational purposes only. CIBC Private Wealth Management does not provide legal or tax advice, and the information contained herein should only be used in consultation with your legal, accounting, and tax advisors. To the extent that information contained herein is derived from third-party sources, although we believe the sources to be reliable, we cannot guarantee their accuracy. The CIBC logo is a registered trademark of CIBC used under license. Investment products are not FDIC insured, may lose value, and are not bank guaranteed. 